It's Honorado and Miller. It's Chris. It's Ash. We've got the Albany football team one win away from playing for the FCS National Championship. An incredible season for mm -hmm. the Great Danes as they go to South Dakota State. It's a Friday game, so we're doing the show live on a Thursday night the way we do every single week. Check us out live streaming on News Channel 13's Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So if you're watching us over the weekend, that UAlbany game has already happened. We will talk with that coach, Craig Gattuso, though, ahead of that game against the uh, number one seed, the number one team in the country, the defending national champs in South Dakota State, a squad that has a 27-game winning streak. We get into what's happening in the NFL here with the Giants and the Jets, two teams that are probably going to miss the playoffs, but they're not eliminated yet. And they've got backup quarterback play that's creating some questions and yeah. maybe some issues down the road for those two <laughs> franchises. We'll talk about that. Didn't get an opportunity last week to talk about the college football playoff. We will do that this week now that we're a week closer to those uh, New Year's Day games. And uh, some stuff in the NBA with Draymond Green suspended indefinitely for the Warriors, plus the Firewolves off to a red hot start. Let's go. This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. Shout out to all of our local business partners. There you see them on your screen. We shout them out uh, every single week as well throughout the show. You'll be seeing their commercials. You'll hear from uh, us on them as well. All right, Ash. Um, look, I had a buddy of mine <laughs> text me, and I thought this was kind of funny. He said, boy, media is really leaning into those Italian stereotypes, aren't they? And I said, I know. I wonder, like, do you have to be careful this day and age of calling him Tommy Cutlets? Like, is, is, of course, there's always going to be a sure. part of the population that finds something offensive with everything, mm -hmm. right? It, like, it can't just be fun. And I'm not saying my buddy was saying it's offensive. He's not even Italian. Yeah. Um, or at least not primarily Italian. But my point is, like, is it being overdone, this whole Tommy Cutlets thing and, and Tommy DeVito? He's loving it. He's playing That's into it, but it and was, he's enjoying it. Was it really media generated? Like Sure, that it, nickname? Yeah. Yeah, but it came from a restaurant where he had this sandwich, and it turned into – it started to inspire this, which is on signs, and fans are doing it. So, yeah. so much of this has been fan generated that I'm not sure mm. – you can put it all on the media. I, I think he's embraced right, but the when nickname. It, when it's on the back page of the New York Post yeah, and when I get it's it. on the bottom line yeah. of headlines, it's but like... the fact that he has embraced it and then the fans have then embraced it. I, I don't know that it's you know, it, I don't know that you can blame it all on the media. It's just kind of become its own, it's taken on a life of its own. And to be honest, like good for him. I said if this is all that ever comes of this kid's career, let him enjoy it, let him live it up. He's got I mean, have you seen his agent? Like th this isn't this isn't a just a, a figment of the media's imagination. Like this has been completely yeah. and his parents and the tailgating with all the Italian food. This ha has been a a beast that has taken on a life of its own. 
not just from a media perspective. Yeah, and look, for the record, I have no problem with yeah. it at all. And by the way, chicken parm with vodka sauce is, sounds, I've, I've never had it, but it's- I, Sounds pretty great. That'd be the best way to do a chicken parm. Yeah. You know how much I love chicken parm. And um, sauce. Yeah, look, I have no problem. I just think it's kind of funny that like it, it's a, it's a, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, I get it. But sometimes that's but it, the it, best joke yeah. or, or way to portray a story. Um, but it started with no, him living uh, in his parents' basement yeah, and you're or right. living I mean, in his parents' house. What the agent wears to a game. Come on. I mean, I've used That's some, some terms from Italian culture to describe, <laughs> to describe yeah. him. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. Um, all right. So he's won three straight games for the Giants. I saw some draft projections this week that have New York in position to take a quarterback, and that being the Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels, from LSU. So is DeVito guaranteeing himself a spot on the Giants' 53-man roster? A lot of these teams only carry two quarterbacks on the 53, and then they stash one guy practice on the squad. practice squad. Yeah. But I said to you, based on his play, I'm like, this guy's a backup quarterback in the league. For sure. Lot, and it was, uh, there are a ton of bad quarterbacks that are backups mm -hmm. you don't have enough i mess this up all the time there are 32 teams in the nfl 30 in major league baseball you don't have enough good starting quarterbacks mm -hmm. to fill 32 slots which tells you that there are a lot of backups who aren't very good that teams wouldn't say yes we are confident playing half the season with this guy there are very few teams that would say that about their backup quarterback but DeVito's won three in a row. He's not making mistakes. He's athletic enough, mobile mm -hmm. enough. He's efficient. He's all of these things that you would kill for in a backup quarterback to not go out there and lose you a football game. And so is he cementing himself as the backup for the New York Giants in 2024? No. The answer is no because of the contract that Daniel Jones has because I think you have to – he's going to get another spot. If you're not going to carry three quarterbacks – Tommy DeVito's not, and you're going to draft a guy like Jaden Daniels. Well, that's Tommy my DeVito question. Tommy DeVito is not going to be on your roster. Is DeVito doing enough to keep the Giants from draft? I know no. how ridiculous no. this sounds as no. it's coming out of my mouth. No. Okay. Because DeVito is not the issue. No matter what he does for the rest of the season, yeah. DeVito can't possibly surpass Daniel Jones surely because of the contract that they have given him. Whether or not it's they just end up cutting DeVito and he goes and guarantees himself a spot as a backup somewhere else. That's very possible. Yeah, because I That's don't think, possible. I don't think, I mean, unless the last four games of the season are a complete train wreck and right. it's not an easy schedule, Eagles twice, Rams as well. Um, unless he completely falls apart. Right. He's not going to be, the Giants aren't going to be able to keep him on the practice squad. Right. There will be a team that wants mm -hmm. him as their backup. That's exactly it. So I think he's not guaranteeing himself a spot on the Giants 53-man roster, okay. I think he could very well be guaranteeing himself a spot as like a journeyman quarterback for the next five years at least. That's good like, money. You know what I mean? What you've seen from him leads you to think like, okay, because when it comes down to it, guys like Jake Browning, I mean, Jake Browning is just finally getting his chance and yeah. he's showing that he's a pretty darn good backup quarterback. Yep. Um, a lot of those guys, it takes five, six, seven years to even get that shot. And sometimes it's one or two games a year. DeVito is getting an extended run because there is no Daniel Jones. So it's DeVito for the rest of the year if if he wants it mm -hmm. and doesn't get hurt. Um, but there are very few guys who get that extended run like Jake Browning is getting and like Tommy DeVito. 
is get, getting right now. The rest of these backups get like, hey, a game here, a game there. And there's no real true judgment. You can't, you, the sample size isn't big enough. You had this stat. I jokingly said, I didn't jokingly, I was being serious. I said, Tommy DeVito is the best NFL quarterback from Syracuse since whom? And in my mind, it was Donovan Donovan McNabb, nice. but I thought you'll know better than me. Am I missing someone no, in that gap of time between McNabb and Donovan now? McNabb. This I, blew yeah. me away, though, when you threw this at me. And I don't know that he's the best. I mean, he's the best NFL quarterback from Syracuse and Donovan McNabb, yes. But if you were to say even the guys that didn't make the NFL, he wouldn't even be the, on that list. He wouldn't be the top five of, like, I'd put Eric Dungy ahead of him. i put all kinds of guys ahead of him, but those guys didn't make it to the NFL. So – He's the best NFL quarterback from Syracuse since Donovan McNabb. Yeah. As crazy as it is to say that. I think he's the best NFL quarterback from Syracuse other than Donovan McNabb. Not since. Other. Look at the numbers here. Uh, nobody else has thrown. Well, yeah, because who was before Donovan? Well, well, Don McPherson finished second in the Heisman voting, didn't he, in the late 80s? Yeah, but we were talking about. He clearly didn't play and get a run in the NFL. Right. I'm just saying there were, there were more yeah. talented or accomplished no guys. No doubt. And that's what I mean by, like, if you're going to stack him up against other guys that have played at Syracuse, I think I still think, listen, he wasn't good at Syracuse. He wasn't even good till he went to Illinois. It's crazy. So, Benched at Syracuse. Yeah. It's, it's not like he played very little at Syracuse and did not do much when he did play. So um, to, to even be able to call him a Syracuse quarterback is kind of funny because he played more at Illinois than he did even at Syracuse. Hmm. Played better at Illinois for better. sure than he yeah, did. Yeah, but he probably But had he played more a full almost Syracuse. a full season yeah. at Illinois and he didn't do a lot of that in his time at Syracuse. Yeah. It's wild. Uh let's get on to the other Putting New York the other feels... New York quarterback, okay? Some obnoxious Bills fan. Note my quotation marks. Uh Zach Wilson was excellent. <laughs> against the Texans. Yeah, we knew. Um, is this creating an issue now for the Jets? Because when Sala benched Wilson, everybody said, it's about time. Mm -hmm. they, you, they should fire Sala for wasting time, ruining the Jets' chances at a playoff spot by not benching him sooner. Then Jets fans got to look at Trevor Simeon. And they got to look at who's Boyle. the guy they cut, Tim Boyle. And everybody kind of, well, maybe, maybe we should go back to Zach Wilson. He's talented and maybe he figures this thing out. And he has a great game against the Texans. Now, I, I I'm not it. saying he I is a starting quarterback for the future or the rest of his NFL career. But based on what we saw, and again, let's project this thing out the way we did with DeVito. If Wilson plays well, not to the degree that he played against Houston, but if he plays well, has he have the Jets done themselves a disservice by giving him that opportunity to earn the load of money that would be due to him next year? Because if he plays well enough, now you look like complete buffoons for cutting him when you have a 40-year-old quarterback in Aaron Rodgers coming back. You need a solid backup next year for the Jets. You can't go into next year and say, Aaron Rodgers is our guy for 17 games. That's poor planning. But now are you going to be paying Zach Wilson a lot of money to just be a backup? 
because you've given him this second opportunity. I argue to you, you can't put him back out there because what happens if he plays really well? Now you are backing yourself into a corner where you have to pay him next year and you have to keep him on the roster. I said to you, it's like when you break up with the girl because you know it's just not going to work. And then she begs you to come back or vice versa. It doesn't matter which way. Begs you to get back together and you do it. And you know, still, like, I'm the idiot here because it's not going to work out. And Zach Wilson's not going to be a long-term starting quarterback. But you've given her and now him in the relationship an opportunity to at least extend that relationship, which only wastes time in your life and will now only waste money in the Jets franchise. Am I wrong? You bring up a lot of relationships in in this show, which is kind of funny. Uh, Listen, Zach Wilson is contractually obligated and attached to this team. Your former girlfriends are not, and it's just a little bit different. Uh, You're not wrong, but people are freaking out about one game against the Texans. And I know it's a Texans team that was hot and people were picking it. I picked them. I didn't expect the Jets to hang 30. They're not going to hang 30 every game for the rest of the season. They're not going to hold teams to six every game for the rest of the season. Zach Wilson is not going to play like that every game for the rest of the season. We have seen him make bad decisions before. Because he didn't make a bad decision in one game, all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, we made a huge mistake. This is like, this is the beauty of this show, the beauty of sports, is like the knee-jerk overreaction to immediate happenings. It's it's prisoner of the moment stuff. I do not think the Jets are going to create themselves a problem. Okay. I don't... So listen, you think Wilson will play poorly enough to justify cutting him in yeah, the offseason? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. But do you cut him if you don't have another option? You, well, you, you go, gotta get you a, go yeah, get Tommy Cutlets. You gotta go get a backup, and that's yeah. the thing, but you gotta get somebody you're gonna pay a lot less, because you can't pay a backup that kind of money. No. He's the number two overall pick. That's why he's I he's know. getting all of yep. the money he's getting. All right, let's take a quick break here on Honorado and Miller. Um, when we come back, we've got more NFL to go. We've got our picks to give as well. Carol's loving the hoodie. Rockman is loving the hoodie. You're probably going to get in trouble for this. How come? That's RPI hockey. I know. It's, now you're going to have to wear a union one next week to be a... Send me a union sweatshirt and I'll wear it. Equal opportunity employer. You, 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 know, you know how it goes here. All right, we're back in 30 seconds. What kind of stories that's been told on you? That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. If you can't give true love to me, I'll understand. Just do the best you can. The Galope Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Well, any football head coach Greg Gattuso coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, we'll talk with Gattuso about uh, his team's trip to South Dakota State for a Friday night 7 o'clock game. So again, we do the show live on a Thursday here across News Channel 13's Facebook, YouTube, and X. Uh, you can then obviously see the game, the show on TV over the weekend. But if you're watching us on Saturday or Sunday, then you know the results of the Albany game uh, already. We'll get to the coach we'll here in, in about ten. I can't wait. Tomorrow oh, we, night we have plans Friday night. 
big party. I'm not going to be I will I will be an okay party guest, but I'm going to watch a lot of that game unless it were to somehow get out of hand. Yeah. Does that game get out of hand? Vegas has it at 22. I, that was last I checked. These stupid New York rules discourage me from betting against New or, or betting on New York yeah, college four. teams, which is just ridiculous. But so I I don't I don't know what the number is now, Ash. I'll ask you now and just check quickly. Does this game get out of hand? I don't think so. And if it does, I think it it stays close until late, you know, deep into the third, midway through the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I think okay. I think you Albany keeps it close. Um, and, and listen, Villanova did it last week against this team. The spread was pretty big. It ended up, I think, what did you say the spread was, 22 or two or three last week? Nova, 20 and a half. Okay. And, and it's, it's 20 and a half now here. Okay. And that Nova ESPN. game ended up 11. So I think I think you all and listen, you all beat Villanova this year. I think I think it ends up somewhere similar. I think it's a 10 point 10 point game. Okay. All right. We'll talk with the coach here. The over under is 45 and a half. Ooh, you think so? Over. I think there's gonna be a good amount of scoring in that game. Uh I'm not making a prediction mm-hmm. on that. But since we're talking betting, here we go. I love to talk betting. Uh, Mike wants to know, hey, Mike, we appreciate that, man. Mike has been following this show in the many title changes it has had. Iterations of uh, it. Yeah, I like that word, um, since it launched in COVID. Uh, we're doing well, buddy. Hope you are, too. Um, 35 and a half Chargers Raiders. Well, uh, no Josh Jacobs, no Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen, um, Aiden O'Connell on the other side. Devontae Adams is questionable. I'm sure he'll play. He'll play yeah. Um, here's one off the board for you. I like Joshua Kelly to score a touchdown. They're they're moving away from Eckler a little bit. So I like Kelly to score a touchdown. I know 30 and a half is not 35 and a half. 35 and a half, sorry. Yeah. Under. I think so too, but you can quickly like 20 and 15 gets you to 35. That's not all that. I don't think anybody's getting to 20. Mm, okay. Easton stick. Yeah, I know. Rough. I'm mean, this we had to is, look him up the other day. This is like a this is maybe a 17-13 game, mm. maybe even under that. I don't know. I saw a lot of the scores that some of the experts were predicting, like 21-20. Obviously, that would hit the over. These Thursday games, watch out for the second half. That's when a lot of these teams end up scoring points on yeah. these Thursday night games. Uh, after I've gone to bed, but I, I, I would take a flyer on the under, Mike. Don't send me the bill when it doesn't come in. <laughs> don't, okay? don't bet a lot. <laughs> yeah, don't don't send me that bill. I wouldn't want this bill either. Um, Draymond Green is is going to face a fine. Certainly, he's losing game checks with this indefinite suspension. It's been a rough year already. Yeah, uh, I can't believe I saw I saw some of the stats. I can't believe. I clearly am like a little bit out of the loop on the NBA, but second suspension, third ejection already this year in 15 games. Kicked a guy in the manhood earlier this year. Um, He, he punched a teammate before last season, Jordan Poole. And then he is just kind of getting bodied up by Yusuf Nurkic on the perimeter. Like, like, why, 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 like, I get it. Why are you playing me that tight this far from the basket? But, but it doesn't take much to set off Draymond. And so that contact out near the three point line, he obviously didn't like it. Felt like he was probably being nudged and nudged and nudged. 
but to just your reaction to be to 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 spin but, and yeah, swing. It it was so bizarre. Like it's a it's a basically a three sixty spin yeah. with just an open arm, just like swat, and not knowing what you're gonna hit on the other oh, side. You did. know you're gonna hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but, aware in the body. Yeah, I mean he hit him right in the head. Yeah. Um. It. It's just. <laughs> Like, I know it's, he has to be thinking about it. It has to be like a, like a conscious decision of like, I'm just going to turn around and whack this guy wherever I happen to whack him. Yeah. And Wes, you know, and I, I don't want to believe this normal. about him. And well, certainly not. But, but unless there really is a fuse that gets lit and he doesn't know like how to keep himself in check. Not, like, maybe say, it isn't white. even a decision-making process. Maybe it is just a reaction that he cannot help but help to avoid. So you said it, suspended twice, ejected three times. I mean, the ejections have always been a problem mm -hmm. for this guy. He has missed, and sometimes he's missed playoff games. He missed NBA Finals, mm -hmm. game, a critical game in that Cavs series and that's because where, of suspensions. And that's where it becomes an issue. Uh, and that's when you become a bad teammate. Mm -hmm. Everybody says how great of a teammate is. He defends his guys and all this and that. Oh, but when Jordan you play. start missing games, critical games, you become a bad teammate because this is a selfish act. And you start missing a lot of games, critical games or a lot of games. And you're on a Warriors team that's trying to figure itself out. Yep. Um, it's, it's not good. And, and at some point I, I get it. People are like, will this be his, his final games, his final season with the Warriors? Well, the answer is no, because they're paying him too much money. They just give him a huge contract. Yeah. A hundred million dollars, four years. This I think year it was two of that four year hundred million. Like that's, oh. that's a lot of money for a guy who can't stay on the court. And at some point you have to have that conversation with him. Like, Listen, man, we're paying you to play basketball, and you're not playing basketball because you're doing MMA on the court and getting suspended every 10 games or whatever it is. It just – it's not a good look, but there's much, much more there, and obviously the NBA is now going to force him to figure it out. Yeah. They're going to force him to get counseling. They're going to force him to, to understand why he makes these decisions instead of just allowing him to do it you know, freewheeling it yeah, all the this time. This is not just a five or eight game suspension. Uh, who should keep the ball? This is a bizarre this is a one. good question. You see Giannis, yeah. I mean, he was losing his mind. Yeah. Um, went charging into the tunnel to try to find this game ball that the Pacers took. So who should keep the ball? Giannis for scoring a franchise record 65 points or the Pacers' Oscar Shibwe for scoring his first career points. Now, let me just quickly and I'll answer. Giannis said, this is so stupid. I was trying to get the ball to get it to Damian Lillard, who moved into fifth place all time on the three-point shots made list. No, he wasn't. Get out of your face with that. Just, just say you want the ball. Because he already said in, in, a, in a different answer that he did get a ball. He didn't believe to be a, a game ball and that he was going to give it to his mother for his 65 points. So who should keep the ball here? Career first, franchise record. Yeah. I, I am not sold 100% one way or the other, but I'm going to go with Giannis in this only because it's not it's not the same as baseball. Baseball has these weird unwritten rules of like, you get your first hit, you get your first, not home run because those don't generally come back. Your first hit, everyone knows to take it, pick it up and throw it into the dugout. Like first ever hit. It's just not the same as your first ever NBA basket. You score so many of those things in your lifetime. 
It doesn't matter. Hmm. It doesn't hmm. matter. And it doesn't matter what ball you get. They just give you a commemorative ball anyway. Like hmm. I know they throw it off the court and so in baseball, you get the actual ball. Uh, you get the ball that you hit. I think you think you get the ball that you've actually scored with, but how many times do they change balls out and oh no, no, they no. write on it or they engrave it or it's a fake ball to so who cares what ball it is? They're, you're going to get one from the league or the team. Yeah, like like Le, when LeBron broke Kareem's all-time scoring record, they stopped you the game. The they did one. all that. Did they then take that basketball and give it to the Lakers equipment guy? I don't know. Probably but not. in basketball, they never do that. You yeah. you, you get the special there's one. one ball. There's one game, but there there are you know. Yeah, there's more than one. Well, no, I mean they really use one ball. I the Bucks are saying that there were two balls used in that game on Wednesday night. But in baseball, your point is right here that, like, you can throw the one baseball. Maybe basketball should start doing that. The guys will revolt because they're so they're, obsessed with how the ball feels and it's been used. And that. Listen, did you see LeBron the other night? The ball got, th- like, into the crowd a little bit yeah. and something got spilled on it. He followed the ref back to the bench while he washed the ball off and made sure that that exact ball went back in the game. He didn't want so the saying, ball to come out. They used one ball. Yeah, I and I get it, but it's it's just so stupid. It's a commemorative ball. You don't need the exact one that you've used. It's just something you put on this shelf, and it has the points and the franchise record and says what you did. Why does it need to be the ball that you actually touched and threw through the hoop? And How do you think a baseball player would feel if they didn't get the actual ball that they hit for different. their first career? You hit? use 75 balls a game okay, or 175 balls a game. I don't know. Every three pitches, you use a different ball. I think Giannis gets the ball. Shibwe gets a commemorative ball. Frame your jersey from that game yeah. for it's, your first career there's points. Too many, you make too many buckets in your lifetime. Like, that's... that's mm. Okay. Too many buckets. All right. Uh, quick time out here on Honorado and Miller. When we come back, the Shohei Otani contract the college football playoff, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the Albany Firewolves out to a hot, hot start. We're back in 30. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpenhaus. Alpenhaus, Saratoga Eagle. Performance Industrial, NYSCOBA, Marcellas, and our guys at Novice. Uh, we appreciate the support each and every single week here on Honorado and Miller. And with that, a segment we do every week here on the show. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Shout out to Bill Miller, his team at Performance Industrial. Never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. Otani's contract, Ash, makes it more difficult for baseball to keep competitive balance. I would Working argue the there already level. isn't a ton. Yeah. Um, the idea that like every team has a chance when spring training starts is a farce, um, but it now makes well, it more. After seeing last year's World Series, you would say 
maybe that's not so far from the truth. Because nobody picked the Diamondbacks to get there. I yeah, agree. and I think I doubted the Rangers, even despite the the big Payroll. money, the big money because of the injuries and things. That, so, like the, baseball, mm, mm. to me, baseball's a mm. little more wide open than some sports. Okay, fine. Um, however, the Dodgers' ability to yeah. say to a player, okay. One, we're going to give you $700 million, which has never been done before in the sport. But two, in any sport. we are going to give you 680 once you've retired or at the or end left, of the life yeah, of the contract. Left here. And what this does, and why I believe it makes it more difficult for baseball to keep competitive balance, because not only small market teams, right, can't afford a guy like Otani anyway, and, and not even small market teams. Mid-level market teams, like I'm a Braves fan. There's no way they could do a contract like this, $700 million. No way. They wouldn't even go 500 for any. So you have a select few. You probably have a handful, maybe six teams half dozen. that could offer $500 million or more to a mm-hmm. player, maybe. But you might only have one or two teams that would say, we will take on the majority, the bulk of this contract after you finish playing. And so not only does it restrict teams financially just up front with the the life of the contract, but then on the back end with the deferral, it also in the in the, the midst of it all, it allows the Dodgers to commit a lot of money to one player and still spend a, lot, a lot of, of other money, money right on money. other players. Yeah. So you are creating a competitive imbalance here because of the allowance for defer. Now, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying Major League Baseball will not allow this to happen long term. Owners with the next CBA will have some language in it. I am certain that does not allow something like this. There may be something like, hey, you can only defer 50%, maybe 30% of your contract. Um, this is not a salary cap league. There is the competitive balance tax, but the Dodgers are avoiding that They because, aren't. well, no, but they're already over it anyway. Yeah, they aren't though. Otani is, is lessening the blow for yeah, them because but he'll, of this. It'll still cost them like 46 million against yes. the, the competitive, uh, yep. competitive balance tax. Uh, I agree. I, I agree, but this is what happens. You create these rules and then teams find a way to work around it. What I, what I think may get them on the other side, though, is they've set themselves up for the next 10 years because they can now, they can afford Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, Clayton Kershaw. They can afford these huge names, and all of them are big contracts. They can afford all of them because Otani has taken the high road, will get paid $2 million a season, which is oh. absurd thinking oh. about how for the next 10 years he's going to make $2 million a season. Listen. Tells you how much of a marketing star he is. Yeah, he 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 won't be hurting at all because yep. he'll then be getting sixty eight a year mm-hmm. after that. Um, but yeah, I just think after that ten years, though, how much are you going to hamper yourself from what they're all in on the next ten years? Because then after that, that contract will hamper them in some way, shape, or form because they'll owe him sixty eight a year, and those guys will all be done. 
Now who are you paying and how can you pay all of them? But what will his what will he count against the CBT? Will yeah. it just be the remaining 24 million? Right? Because he's it he already counts 46 against it, even though he's only being paid two million dollars a year. He counts as 46. So even though he's getting 68, will he only count as 24? I'm yeah, not sure know. exactly how all that yeah. will work out. I'm just saying this and, is bad for baseball. And it's like great said, for Otani. It's bad for baseball. Like you said, it is very likely going to change at the next CBA anyway. For sure. So I don't know if he gets grandfathered in. My guess is maybe the maybe parts of it do, but if they change something about the deferral process, my guess is that can change in his final 10 years at least. Yeah. All right, Ash, you're up. All right. The NCAA football transfer portal, listen, we, the transfer portal in general is a dirty disaster. And I say this only because I am going to have trouble as a college football fan oh. and as a sports sort of journalist still yep. remembering who the heck plays for what team, where they came from. This is the circus that it has all created. And, and I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I get it. It's given players freedom. But you have 10 of the top 30 quarterbacks in the country in the transfer portal. I mean, you've got DJ Uyangalale. You've got Kyle McCord. You've got the kid from Washington State. There, Cam team, Ward, the backup, Riley Leonard. The backup from Texas. I mean, and Riley Leonard has found a home yep. in, in Notre Dame. The backup from Texas, Malik Murphy. Dylan Everyone, Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel's gone from Oklahoma to Oregon. Everyone's in the transfer portal, and now it is a mad dash. Like Malik Murphy is leaving, and he's not going to play with Texas. He very well could get into a game if, if Quinn Ewers gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Has played in several games this year. Right. He is leaving Texas because I said to you, he knows that it's like an arms race. And if you wait until New Year's Eve to play that game and potentially another game, you are not going to get your pick of where you want to go and you won't be recruited by the teams you want to be recruited by. So this kid feels like he needs to leave now, give up on his team who is in the college football playoff to go find his next landing spot. And that's what makes it dirty is like, it's not even it's kids who are just like already on to the next opportunity. And this season isn't even over yet. And he could very well be a part of it. Quinn Ewers gets hurt. That guy could be playing in a national championship yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the, the 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 hay is out of the barn. Horses are out of the barn. I think they both work. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how you fit, because I agree. There's yeah, there's you're... something wrong with the system, right? We we overcorrected. Mm -hmm. The idea was, hey, look at all these coaches. They break, they break contracts, leave whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And it's true. And then you open it up to NIL. Okay, great, because I agree. Players should get a little bit of the money too. But now players are leaving their schools because they're being offered more NIL somewhere else, or they see the opportunity for more NIL somewhere else. This isn't only about playing time. Some of this is NIL. Um, but how do you fix it? I agree. I agree. It's a problem. I don't know how you fix this. I, I said to you over text weeks ago, you almost have to, you, players almost have to be committed to two years. Mm -hmm. Every, every stop they go. Mm -hmm. And, that's what that, that defeats the purpose because it's really like the making, old rule where you had sit to out. sit. Yep. Right. Yep. I don't think he can fix it. I don't think he I can think either. this is the new way. It is the wild, wild west. Yeah, it's disappointing. 
as much as it is kind of yeah. a dirty disaster. And listen, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be really good for some teams because it allows teams that were in dire straits. Like it could very well catapult Michigan State from a complete irrelevant team yeah. over the past five years yeah. into a top 25 team next year with the coaching change, with the Oregon State backup following his former coach to Michigan State, and the ability to just revamp an entire roster with the snap of a finger. It it can revitalize programs who have seen yeah. the depths. Like It could very well do that for Matt Rule in Nebraska in season two. Um, so I think it's good in some ways, but in some ways it's just, I mean, there is no, it's, it's hard to keep track of. It's, it's, it's almost impossible to figure out like who's going where and why and how. And there are also a lot of schools that won't recruit mm -hmm. high school kids at certain positions. Like they're just going to recruit. The when portal. was the last time Notre Dame had a, I'll say top tier quarterback mm -hmm. that they recruited? Couldn't name you one, but they will continually get one of the top five quarterbacks Sam in the Hartman, portal every year. And then Riley Leonard. So that will be the recruiting approach here yeah. for and think Notre about, Dame every year. Think about this hasn't happened officially yet, but Dylan Rayola is the, the top, uh, top quarterback out of high school, committed to Georgia. Now he's waffling. His uncle coaches at Nebraska. He's been said to potentially maybe be flipping his recruitment or his decision to Nebraska. Now you've got high school kids who are basically... You're not even in the portal You're yet. not in the portal, but you're basically in the portal. Kyle McCord was going to go to Nebraska, and he's thinking, well, if Dylan Rayola's going to Nebraska, I'm not spending my yeah. final year there, so I'm getting out of Nebraska. He just left Ohio State to go to Nebraska, and now he's potentially not even staying there. So it, that's what's nightmarish about it, is it has just created this, even a feeling at the high school level that, well, I can do whatever I want. And when someone enters the portal, there's an opening for me to slide in. So there's now an opening for Rayola somewhere else, which seems kind of crazy. You don't want to play for the best team in the country, but he's got more competition there. He wants to go play somewhere where he doesn't have any competition. But yeah, that's it's just it's created this like crazy domino effect that has made it a little bit circus-like. One of the things I hate about it most, my last thought on this, is it has um discouraged competition mm -hmm. or the desire right. to nobody wants to compete for a compete. job mm -hmm. if if i'm not being handed something i'm not interested i want to be told i'm the starting quarterback and then i'll come to your school and that's the that's not how it works. now arch manning didn't do that right um, he also he may, leave. may be in the portal but but the idea that you aren't willing to go into a situation where you have to prove you are the better player Good luck. That's how you get people like Caleb Williams who say these things like, well, if it's so-and-so team at number one, I'm not coming. And, and, and actually, even if it is, uh, whoever drafts me, I want part ownership. And, who, and then you play like... Who are you? Like, what, what, play like what planet do you think you live on? Yeah, it's, it's entitlement. It all comes back to entitlement. It's the out, generation it's and control, all of it. Entitlement. All right, we're back right after this with UAlbany football head coach Greg Gattuso getting ready for the FCS semifinals Friday night. Not dropping, which means the holidays are right around the corner. Tis the season at Elfenhouse Ski Shop, where you'll receive up to 50% off top ski and snowboard brands like K2, Vocal, Nordica, and Liptech. And check out our selection of footwear from Muck and Ugg. 
as well as casual and hiking apparel from Patagonia and the North Face. We also have the latest in winter fashion from Fly Low, Marma, Obermeyer, and Helly Hansen. And an Alpen House gift card is the perfect gift for the adventure on your list. Alpen House in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Back on Honorado and Miller, it's funny, we used to say if you're playing football Thanksgiving weekend, you've had a really good year. Uh, we're in the middle of December here. This is incredible. What a run. It's it's just been fun to follow. We're joined by the head coach of the UAlbany football team, Greg Gattuso, into the FCS semifinals at South Dakota State, the number one seed, a team that's got 27 straight wins going here, coach. But before we get to any of that, I want you to know that as Ashley and I were watching the game at Idaho on TV uh, last Saturday night, way past my bedtime, as you know, and probably past yours yeah. as well. But after the game, Ashley's, I'm not kidding, her first comment was, and she'll laugh as she watches this back during the live stream, boy, all it took was one season without an honorado on the sideline, and here we go, deep into the FCS playoffs. Yeah, that's funny because, you know, Coach Nate Byam, who went to Stanford last year, he, he texted me a week or so ago. He goes, you should have fired me a long time ago. So, uh, yeah, it's I don't think – I miss having you, you both – well, mainly Ashley, but you yeah. too, you know. Uh, I miss having you guys around and on the sideline. It's it's. Uh, I wish you were here with us. You know, it's been, been fun and um, it's – can't put words on it right now. You know, it's just – exciting well look my preference is always to cover the team and the event and the game whatever it is but i'll be honest with you we are happy to do what uh other old school you know curmudgeon media members hate and that is to be fans right now so we're yeah. enjoying the ride as Good. simply as fans here um let's talk about that idaho win you were you know it, it took a comeback um and you guys had played with I don't want to say a lead with the majority of the season, but you're you're you've had no problem scoring points in a lot of games. You had to come back in that one, though. What does that say about your group as you now get ready to take on the number one team in the country? You know, it's it's a good point. I think they've. Um, I keep feeling like we get better every week. You know, and, and that's to to be in going into the fifteenth game. It's hard yeah. to even think. Um, it, it, we really are getting better each week. And, and that's what has struck me about this football team. So, you know, we, we, we haven't been in a situation where we were down and, and, and struggling. And, and, um, and I, you know, and I was worried, we got late in the third quarter, we, we had opportunities, but we were not able to get, get points. And, and um, you know, they were letting us hang around the game. And, and I think the big play of the game was um, the, the throw to the sideline to Brev Eastman, who made it what was, a spectacular throw and a spectacular yep. catch and and they overturned the call and we went down and got the field goal and that got us within striking distance and it all changed the defense i think they only had 35 yards offense in the in the uh fourth quarter not much not too much maybe 50 and um and, the, and we just all of a sudden the offense was roaring again you know we scored yep. two touchdowns we come back um you know that's um it's a sign of a championship football team, and uh, and it was something that again another growth spurt for the for the team, and and I think uh, that's what gives me hope. You know that we can continue to play well is that they're they're not done growing. How many times a game do you do you say to yourself, no, 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 yes, 
when Poffenbarger is doing his thing in the pocket? I say that when I see him walking around. I mean, he's uh, he keeps me – he's always messing around with stuff, you know, and, and um, he, he was – joking around with something yesterday that, you know, I just shook my head. I was like, you're just relentless, you know, and, um, but he's, he's maturing, even though he's, he wants to act like he's not. And he's, you know, he's, he's been smart with the football, um, you know, no picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He makes ridiculous throws yep. on, uh, in, in angles run into his, the first touchdown, he's running to his left and he throws a strike. 50 yards down the field that had to be right in one spot. And he did it. And, um, you know, he gives you a lot of confidence and, and, uh, he's dragging some people along with him too, with believing. And that's a good thing. And I think, um, you know, we got a good football team and, you know, we've got to get our kicking game better for this week and we're working on it, but, um, the rest of it, we feel pretty good about. Put in the end zone. You don't have to worry about that. Right. Huh. Any coach will Tell feel about good it. about that. Um, let's talk about the opponent here a little bit, South Dakota State. Um, I think people who are following even loosely now know the ridiculous winning streak this program is on, 27 straight. It's the fourth year in the row they've made the FCS semifinals, six of the last seven years. So this isn't like a two-year run. This is a program, Greg, that you know, or the better part of the decade has been really, really good. Um, the weather was was tough last week in that game against Villanova, yeah. but but seeing Nova play this team as closely as the Wildcats did, does it give you reason to believe? Okay, that's a team from our conference. Stood right up against them, had them close in the fourth quarter. Late, we beat Villanova. We are of uh, of a, the same caliber, if not better. We we certainly go toe to toe with this team. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I've never comparative scores are always really hard and, yeah. and the weather and all that stuff. And I don't think we saw the best of either team in that game, to be honest. I think Villanova's progressed a lot since yeah. we played them and they're a good team, but you know, it's, it's, you know, we, we've been living by the, the always us, never them mentality. You know, we, we talked about it. We all year, it started last year, start worrying about us, play our game, quit worrying about the opponent. Um, I, you know, I talked to my coaches this morning about, how special this is in, in, in my life. I played in a national championship game, but I've never been in a tournament this far in a mm. football capacity. And I told him, enjoy it, you know, and, and, um, but, you know, I think it's a, uh, I feel confident in our team and I know, you know, there's no one thinks we can win, but um, no one thought we would be here either. So we're confident we're going to go play our best football game. And if, um, and I believe, if we play well, we're going to have a shot to win the game, and that's all you can ask. You know, if the ball's in seven's hand at the end and we have a chance to win, so be it. You know, and and uh, but we recognize the quality of South Dakota State. You know, the, I saw a, a, something popped up on, you know, X, I guess it's now, the Twitter. Um, you know, that's like the news information for the world now. But someone put up a thing about the, the – um, the longest winning streaks in FCS football. And I saw we were fourth, which was really cool. We, we have seven in a row. Then you, then you look up the ladder, the, the number two has 10 in a row and that's impressive. And then you look and it's 27 is the first one. I mean, that's tells you what kind of football team it is, but that, Hey, that said it's, you know, we, it's, you got to go on the field and play the games and, and uh, we feel confident. No one thought we were going to beat Idaho. No one thought we could fly across the country and, 
play a 10 p.m. game Eastern time. You know, their coach made a big deal about all that, that, you know, how hard that was going to be. And it's funny, it's ironic to me that we did exactly what he thought we couldn't do was we we outplayed them in the fourth quarter. And it was 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern yeah. time, you know. So, um, you know, that was uh, that made me proud of the team. So, who knows? Football, you got to go play it on the field. And, and uh, we're, we're, we're confident in ourselves, and we're going to go play our best football game. Two quick thoughts on Idaho, and you can comment on them if you want to or not. The idea that a college student couldn't perform well at 1 a.m. is like crazy to me. Like that's noon for a college kid. I don't care what time you practice, what time you're used to playing. Like being up at 1 a.m. and being at your best, man. That, that's that's what we that's what we should expect of our 21 year old selves. Well, it, it's funny because he, <laughs> Coach Eck is a uh, you know he's he likes social media and he. And he's trying to get people in the stands, but he he talked, he put a couple videos out about, you know, that we were four and three on the road and those three losses were the highest attendance games we played in. You know, I guess we don't like big crowds. Um, you know, he, he, that he talked about the Eastern time, you know, that it's, it's one o'clock in the morning, it's 10 PM at start, and, you know, and I had, I had responded to that with simply exactly what you just said. These guys don't go to bed then, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I could have played football four in the morning. It wouldn't bother me a little bit, you know. And I actually have trained – we've changed our training here in the last couple of years, which I think has helped us, is we've gone away from the early morning mentality of, you know, get up at 5.30 and yep. shovel your walk. And, you know, we, we, we literally – we value sleep and, and preparation, and that's helped us because I think the world went crazy. You know how fads are in, in – in everything and athletics is no different. You know, everyone was getting up at five 30 in the morning right. because that's what successful people do and blah, 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 blah. And, and maybe that's true in some capacity, but rest, the reality of college students are they aren't in bed at 10 o'clock at night. Only us old people do stuff like that. <laughs> uh, you and coach Eck had some fun on, on, as you called it X. I, I appreciated uh, your willingness to jab but then his ability to take it, you know, with a smile, like, hey, yep, you're right. You got us. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, it's funny because I, 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 you know me, I'm not a, I'm, I'm friendly and, but I have a, I keep, we call my friends the apostles. There's only 12 of them. You know, I, I keep it tight with people yeah. I want to, and in, in this business, there's a lot of different types of people. So when I, I didn't know, Jason Eck and I have a lot of people that do know him and they all assured me he was a good guy, but you know, I, I reserve judgment till I spend time with him. So when, when that video came out, when I saw that video on the plane, I was like, yep, I'm responding to this and I'm waiting till the morning. So everybody sees it. So I want to see, and I really wanted to see, I literally jab, and it's the right thing. It was a little joke, a little playful punch in the shoulder, Yeah, but I wanted to see how he responded. Cause that was going to tell me, if that's somebody I want to spend time with, he may not want to spend time with me, but you know me, I value sense of humor above yep. pretty much everything, loyalty and sense of humor. And I'm good. So I, I threw the jab, you know, I don't usually do stuff like that. And um, his response made me laugh out loud. I was like, okay. So I texted him. I said, Hey, you got a friend for life if you want one, because I love that you responded with humor and, and, uh, and handled it the right way. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. We jokingly said to one another here before we started this interview that at least you're playing close road games this season. Hawaii, which I didn't do the mileage on, 
but the trip to Idaho, specifically Moscow, round trip, 5,300 miles. You go to Brookings, South Dakota, round trip, 2,900 miles. We're over 8,200 miles here. Um, and it's a short turnaround. It's a late Saturday night game. NCAA does you no favors, play a Friday night game. Uh, do you worry at all? We joked about like kids and college kids playing at 1 a.m., but do you worry at all about the quick turnaround and all the travel in between? Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you play back-to-back road games, which we did all year. You know what I mean? Like, we we just – it's been – it's just been – it is what it is. I mean, I, I mean, we're well over – I think one of the local media guys, Adam, has been calculating the mileage. And prior to the Idaho trip, we were over 20,000 miles yeah. round trip. And, and now you're talking about we're getting close to 30,000 with this trip. And if we get a win, we're, we might be in the mid-30s, you know, by the time this thing's over. So Frisco, Texas is more than 1,600 miles away. So you're going 32 plus. Yeah. No, we're, you know, I, I would say just two things about that. One, the incredible job, Jordan Olovsky and, and John Simmons and, and um, you know, Travis Wilson, Fish, those guys, the, the, um, the preparation has been really tough and um, they've done a great job, you know, and our kids have not blinked about it they don't you know we again this the always us never them has been a big deal for us because it's how we handle things it's 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 kind of the world's changed some because it's always everyone's fault when something doesn't happen and i and we just preach to them that we have to handle it so yeah the the nca totally was not our friend in this whole you know deal but you know what how we handle it how we attack this adversity is going to dictate if we have, we play well, we we're going to control that, you know, and if we don't play well Saturday, it's not going to have anything to do with the quick turnaround. It's going to be, we didn't handle it well. So we have a good football team. We're expecting to go out there and play our best football game. And that's the way it is. And, and uh, the, the travel has been interesting, you know, and, and I, I actually told um, the coach out there uh, at one point, he brought up, travel to me and i kind of laughed and i said you've never driven from albany to maine that's not that's a harder trip than this you know what i mean like uh so um no one's serving us food on the bus on the way to maine i'll tell you that so we're we make the best of it and um and, and it showed up saturday night well listen man i love to hear that uh you're enjoying the ride you know i hate when people in life are like Hey, you either have to be completely laser focused on it and grind and grind and grind and enjoy it. Like, you know, you can enjoy it and still do the work. I love to hear that you're doing that. You're encouraging your staff and players to uh, to do the same. Can't wait to watch it, man. Seven o'clock on ESPN2 Friday night and something you don't care about. I know, but you said nobody expected you guys to be here. Probably nobody picking you to win. Vegas says you're 22 point underdogs. I got a feeling Vegas doesn't know much about you Albany football even yet at this point. So, Greg, thank you, buddy. We love to see it, man. Good luck. I appreciate that. They were wrong last week too, by the way. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown.
And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. I can't wait to watch that game Friday night. You Albany in a big, big spot. I mean, yeah. obviously farther than that program has further than that program has ever been. All right, let's get into our picks here, Ash. Uh, how did we do last week? Um, well Ravens, Bucks, Chiefs, Cowboys, Pack for me. We were different in a couple of spots. One spot. One. Is that right? And I lost that one. Huh. Yeah, okay. Not not a good week for us. Two and three and one and four. You're still, that's pretty good. Yeah, not a good week for us. All right, let's get this thing going here. Final couple of minutes of the show. Steelers, Colts, uh, we both like Indianapolis here. Pittsburgh can't score points. Give me the home team. Yeah, no Kenny Pickett, right? No Kenny Pickett, probably. Probably, yeah. Okay, I don't know that it even matters. Nope. Jets and Dolphins, maybe no Tyreek Hill here. Whoa. <laughs> I finally did it. Taking the Jets, it's a big number Prisoner for you. Prisoner of you, the moment. You've become very anti-big number. This is a big-ish number in NFL standards. All right, I'm on the Dolphins. You're on the Jets. Okay. Cowboys and Bills. Ha-ha, different again here. I'm, I'm a little surprised that the Cowboys are dogs, but it's in Buffalo, so I understand why. And this is a... An early week number for us. It has gone down to one and a half in a lot of the books. Oh, good. So that's good for me. Uh, yeah. So you're getting an extra point than Vegas is currently giving people. Ravens and Jaguars were both taking the home dog here on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not super confident in this just based on uh, the Jags were terrible last week. Trevor Lawrence was terrible. He's hurt. I don't expect that to get immediately better all yeah. that quickly. Um, but I took him anyway. So we're different on a couple of picks. Here's the recap. Well, I need to of, make up some ground or lose a the, lot more. Of how the picks look. All right. Before we uh, get out of here, Firewolves are 2-0. and oh. We're not going to overlook this. Um, they play this week, then a bye Christmas weekend, and then on the road again New Year's Eve. So ask. no home game until January 6th. This was the home opener, though, and that's a big win. Huge win. And they scored 17 goals. It's more goals than they scored all of last year. The previous high for all of last year, I believe, was 14. Mm. So they outscored that number by three goals in the second game of the season, and they just looked different. They looked like they had kind of advertised with this young offense it was it was awesome good and uh, all the games firewolves games you can catch on my four ash final words before we get out of here uh enjoy the well we don't have a holiday we got one more week before the oh, holiday okay. enjoy the week you're on vacation i thought of. we had something to share oh. from too late now oh next week is it too late now yeah uh, it's too week. late now okay there's there's your tease and cliffhanger have a great weekend